Hey, good evening, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of According to Sasha podcast. You know, we come here with our conversation series every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with a new guest, a new professional, a new business owner, someone who's doing extraordinary things in their lives. And we're here with you every Thursday night with that episode. And tonight, our special guest is motivational speaker, Tristan Helm of Helm Mastery. And I'm so excited to get into this conversation with him tonight. But before we get started... You know what we have to do, right, guys? So you know the role. You know what we've got to do. It is to like, follow, and share. Like, follow, and share all of our platforms. Everything is scrolling across the bottom for those who are watching. And for those that are listening, we're on Spotify, iHeart, Amazon, and a host of other um, <laughs> streaming platforms. So um, we definitely want you to like, follow, and share. If you're listening, download the episodes and make sure you like and, and actually um, favorite us on the streaming platforms. And then here, live on the video, we are on LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, and of course, we're right here on Facebook. So I want to thank everybody for always showing up. Thank you so much. Thank you for watching tonight and even watching the episodes to come. Thank you guys out there who will watch that. And so um, I don't really have a lot to run down tonight. You know, usually I have a lot of things to talk about before I even bring up someone. <laughs> but I really want to do is get into this conversation. And but I do have some sponsors. My first sponsor is Snatching Bodies Beauty Bar with Erica Jefferson, who is the owner and she does facials and everything, so I'm going to play that video. And I have a new sponsor tonight, which is Vented in Brooklyn. And so every time I say that, I always think about some of the old school hip-hop songs, you know, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Well, I ain't going to get into all that. But anyway, <laughs> but I want you to definitely chime in, um, ask questions, be engaged with our guests. And um, yeah, let's go ahead and get this party started with our first sponsor. bracelet. This is a Vented in Brooklyn aromatherapy bracelet. Now you can have your favorite scent with you everywhere you go. Simply place a few drops of any essential oil right into the hole on the back of our patented design bracelet. It will then soak into the paper that sandwiched between the metal plates and the aroma will be released through the vents on the front. Now you will have instant access to the power of scent whenever you need it. Just lift your wrist to your nose, inhale for three seconds, exhale for four, and repeat three times. If you need a visual reminder, each bracelet displays a power word to help remind you of why you're working so hard and encourages you to keep going. Seeing the words believe or strength can give you that little extra push you need. We can't stop time, but with the Vented and Brooklyn bracelet, we can at least stop ourselves for a moment and remember to breathe. Wow. And that was Chrissy Canny. She's the owner of Vented in Brooklyn. And like she said, those bracelets are phenomenal. I am actually wearing my bracelet right now. And um, I definitely want you guys to like go to the website is www.ventedinbrooklyn.com. Um, there are, you know, it has aromatherapy. You can actually select what scent you would like to have for the essential oil and there are different ones and they do have like the words believe on it and you know or other encouraging words the one i have it actually says love never forgets and the reason why i got this one is because it supports like your purchase um, a portion of your purchase, I believe it goes to a charitable contribution uh, organization. And so I actually supported the Alzheimer's 
foundation with this one. It says love and love never forgets. And I have the orange one in it. It really does smell really good and it's lasting. Like it's really a very nice aroma. You know, it's just you know, you know, I always talk about self-care, you guys. So this is really good for you. Um busy entrepreneurs and you just wanna, you know, just escape through scent. <laughs> You definitely want to get that. Go to the website. It makes a, ho a perfect holiday gift. Um, this actual bracelet, I bought it. I have an um, aunt who has Alzheimer's. So I bought this to represent my auntie. So definitely check that out, okay? So here's Snatch and Body Beauty Bar. This is in Brooklyn, aromatherapy. Oopsie, sorry. Hello, my name is Erica Jefferson and I am the owner of Snatch and Body's Beauty Bar located here in Hampton, Virginia. But we offer facial, sagacial, sugar waxing, hard wax, and intimate bleaching and much more. We also offer all natural and organic body care products as well as always accepting new clients. Come check us out. The holidays are approaching and we hope to see you soon. Entrepreneurship, small business, is something that everybody would love to do, making their own money. And this is what we will be talking about on According to Sasha. Hey, Tristan. Hey, Sasha. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you doing this evening? I'm blessed. That's, Very blessed. And that's the best way to be. <laughs> So I want to say thank you so much for being on the show and agreeing to be here with us tonight. I know you got something special. You want to, you know, we just want to let it flow. And how it goes is how it goes, I'll do my right? Best. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, we have with us tonight motivational speaker Tristan Helm. And um, we met in Paris. Yes, we did. We did. We got to meet in Paris yes, a couple we, weeks ago. Yes, yes. We were on the same summit in Paris. And, you know, that's one thing about... You know, doing these type of things, you, you network and you meet new people and and hopefully, you know, you meet those people and you can actually build those relationships that are lasting. So I, I love being able to do that. And with that, I have Tristan and Tristan, before we get started, I have one question. All right. Hit me. You ready? I'm ready. OK. Who is Tristan Helm? Oh, my goodness. That's that's a loaded question right there. <laughs> All right. Um. Tristan is a very complex compound of trauma, optimism, and God's grace. Mm. That's the best way I can put it. Yeah. And just ridiculous optimism <laughs> and a whole <laughs> lot of grace uh, compounded with some of that trauma. It's, it's been, that's, that's who I am. That's kind of what made me who I am. And yeah. it's every experience has, has shaped me in some way, shape or form. Um, yeah, that's probably the best way I can put it right there is, is that trauma. <laughs> that trauma. <laughs> with the, yeah, with the grace. And the grace. <laughs> but you know what? But that's really good because, um, you know, a lot of people go through, we all go through life and life mm -hmm. happens in so many different ways for whomever, you know, the people are. And sometimes people don't look at it with that perspective. It's like, okay, yeah, they look back over their life and sometimes they still may be regretful or anything of the things they actually went through. Um, and, yeah. and don't really value those steps, even though they are the hard times. 
but sometimes it's those hard times that get us to the right place if we look at it in that way and so for you to say yeah you know some trauma it's optimism even with that people sometimes become pessimistic with Mm. you know the trauma and everything so it's like when you say the god's grace and everything else that grace covers everything so (laughs) that shields us and um so i really love you know how you pack that and and said it um Thank you. So definitely, you know, for anybody out there who has questions, definitely, you know, chime in because, you know, we we go through life. Everything happens. And so I would say um, with that, what was your pivotal moment of change that got you in the place of leading you to what you're doing right now? Girl, you're really digging deep today. <laughs> wow. All right. Get out the shovel. <laughs> As my son would say, an excavator. Excavate? Yeah, it's got to show. Fa- that's his favorite. That's an excavator. <laughs> he loves Blippy. Right. I don't have Blippy's energy, but yeah. he entertains my son occasionally. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, man, I've got uh, quite a few of them, but two particularly. Um, I got into network marketing a while back, like mm-hmm. back in 2012, which is like the coffee business. Mm-hmm. And I remember doing like the cold calls and passing out the packets of coffee. Felt like I was a drug dealer there for a while. I was like, here, try this and give me a call. (laughs) And I I went to a few of these little conferences and I watched these people getting up, getting everyone motivated. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking like, I like that. This is just a way to do it, but that's what I want to do. So I started listening to this, this individual um, on YouTube called, uh, it's called dream motivation. And when I say I listen to it every single day, I listen to it every single day. And I got to wonder, I'm like, who is this guy's voice? So this is kind of where the pivotal part comes in. Mm-hmm. And so I started researching. And I thought, man, that sounds like Denzel. He's got a little bass. He's got character. That sounds like Denzel Washington. So I started looking it up. All right, he must have done like a graduation speech. So I started searching it. Nothing. I heard a couple of his graduation speeches, but it didn't have that. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right. Who is that? So I found a couple words that he said, and he would say, you know, um, it's not over until I win. I'm like, all right, that sounds like a good one. So I looked it up, and I put it on there. I was like, all right, Les Brown. Okay, let me check out Les Brown. So I just went on, like, Les Brown binges, and that's, like, all I would listen to all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it, it, the thing is called uh, uh, Dream Motivation. It, the cover of it, or the I guess the the stamp shows Will Smith, but it's it's a really powerful like six minute. I have it on audio. I transferred it from MP4 to audio, mm-hmm. just so I could have it on my phone and I can listen to it. Like it's it's like legitimately it's what pumps me up no matter how many times I've heard it. So, anyways, that and I went through a very um, interesting time. Within a year. I went through a divorce. I lost two of my best friends. Mm. Um, Someone called CPS on me three times. I lost my job and my dogs were killed. Like I was missing a banjo from playing a country song. Yeah. And um, I just, I went through a really dark time and I was like, there's, there's gotta be something coming out of this. Like I, I gotta, like I know there's a light somewhere. And I can remember a lot of nights where I was just sitting in the dark, listening to music, just trying to figure out where everything went wrong. Well, anyways, long story short, um, 
I realized that this was going to be the turning point in my life. So I began reinventing myself. Mm. And that's kind of what trauma does. Trauma is, it, it unwires your brain and how you respond is how it rewires itself. So I began focusing on me, not like in a selfish way, but, you know, how can I become better? How can I be the man that I'm supposed to be when I don't even feel like a grown adult? <laughs> like, I got to do something. So I spent a lot of time with God praying, and um, I realized that I needed to focus on my book. And so I began focusing on my book. And um, I wrote this book as I was going through life and as I was dealing with turmoil. And I met my wife, which you met her at the in mm-hmm. Paris. And as I'm writing this book, we're going through our relationship, and I'm putting all this stuff down into the book. So it's like I'm living out every part of the book while I'm writing it. So, like, the biggest pivotal part was, like, having to experience everything um, as I'm going through it. And so, like, kind of why I'm attached to my book. <laughs> like, it's the best book in the world because it's, it's my life. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, all that to say is is it was, it was those little moments like that, things that kind of just flipped my life upside down. I was perfectly happy working in a jail. And I thought it'd be a fun little project to get in this coffee business. And that started like this ambitiousness in me. Like, I want to, I want to do more. Mm-hmm. I want to be more. And then that stirred into like, okay, I want to help more people. I want to inspire. So it just, and it began to grow. Wow. I don't know if that answers your question. Oh, no, no, no. That I mean, because that is like, those are the pivotal moments. Like we never really look at the things I'll put it like this. There's a lot of times things happen in our lives and we would try to run away from it or bury it or, you know, never even be vocal about it. You know, it's it's our stuff. No one knows. If they don't know, they don't need to know. But there is sometimes, depending on who you are, (laughs) that that purpose is there for you to show up in a way that you be transparent, Mm -hmm. you know, with your story, because that part of you unlocks other people's destinies, you know, because Mm -hmm. it helps them to say, oh, you know what? I'm not the only person that's going through this. You know, there's somebody else who can, you know, identify with, you know, they may not understand the struggle, but they can can identify with the fact that, yeah, we really see that you're struggling, but here's what you can do, you know, but it's all about mindset. It's all about you being able to put yourself in position for change. And yeah. so um, I really like how you did that. And I believe your book is called After Midnight. After Midnight. After Midnight. Finding Your, finding your Inner Beauty. Wow, you remember. Thank you, Sasha. I appreciate that. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> finding Your Inner Beauty after, after Midnight. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it was a book I definitely didn't feel qualified to write. And so I was not comfortable with it <laughs> almost the entire time. I was like, I'm a man. How am I supposed to tell women how to think? Mm-hmm. But I was like, all right, Lord. I'm just going to write it. Yeah. You told me to write it. I'm going to write it. <laughs> I think a couple of my books got stolen while I was there in Paris. I meant to give them out. I was like, well, people are stealing them. I might as well just give them out. <laughs> but there was a lady I signed it off to, and I gave it to her, and she set it down. She walked away, and she's like, where'd my book go? Oh, my like, goodness. Well, here's another one. But Yeah. And then another one went missing. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. Well, somebody, they, well, they got it. Hopefully, <laughs> it transformed their lives. Yeah. Hopefully they contact me like, Tristan, I stole your book. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I had to have it. And 
now my life's changed. Right. So let you say, well, give me that testimonial. <laughs> Tell me let's about it. A, let's make it even now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Let's see. We've got another comment to show on the screen. Even the smallest things can change your status. Yeah, oh, my goodness. That's Every so true. Every single way, the smallest thing. Mm-hmm. It is. You know, and I, I, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. You go ahead. I, I say, I saw a post on Facebook the other day. It's like, oh, if you could go back in time and say three words to your younger self, what would you say? I said nothing. I'm leave. I'm going to ignore myself. Uh-huh. I ain't screwing up nothing. <laughs> because where I'm at today is because yeah. of every little decision I made. Yeah. I said I'd go to Amazon, like make some stock, and hide it, <laughs> and then come back to the present, pull that stuff out. Right. <laughs> and I'll change where I'm going, but I ain't messing up nothing that got me to where I'm at. Like down to like I believe. The smallest things. If I'd have said never give up, I wouldn't be with my wife. Like, yeah. like I just, I, be, I really, truly believe this. Every little thing I did is what led me to where I'm at mm-hmm. and the way I think now. So yeah. it's like, I ain't screwing that up. No, <laughs> that pain was worth it to get me where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it's so, you know, when you're thinking about it from that point, you know, when we're at, when we're here now, it's like, okay, we're in the joy of it. You know, we, we made it yeah. through the storm. They like, you know, I mean, so many people would say, okay, they're referenced that, you know, do the metaphors with the storms and they say, okay, just like how a storm can pass over, even the storms in your life is going to pass over, you know? Yeah. And it's like a lot of times when we're in that moment, you know, it's just either we're numb to it or we just, you know, barely surviving through the moment. But yeah. once we come out of it, it's just like we don't even know when that happens. It's just all of a sudden, boom, we shift it, you know. And it's sometimes it comes from when we're ready to make a change. Yeah. And then sometimes it comes from being forced to make a change. It's one way or the other, you know, especially if, um, you know, purpose is attached to it. And so, absolutely, mm-hmm, you know, and it's just like when we get to that place and it's like, okay, now we can see the joy of it. I know I've seen that same question. I think about it and was like, hmm, what would I say to my younger self? Or if I could go back in time, what would I change? And I would always say, yeah, there's so many things that you can change. But if you change it, it changes your now, you know, if time travel was really true, you know? And so, but what I wanted to change my now, you know, so you have to embrace those, those moments and those hard times and everything that you go through. So, How do you, so I know you have clients, you bring clients in, you know, you do the motivational speaking and, you know, you're all over internationally and you were in Las Vegas and Paris and all these things. You're like all over the place. Right. And so when people start to come to you for help or, you know, the classes or anything, how do you actually work with your clients? So it, it really depends on what the need is because I have two big programs, Mm -hmm. but it's really, they're encompassed around one main theme. And that is where are you now and where do you want to be? And then building a plan around that. Um, The two programs that I have, one is the outside. What are you doing on the outside? What are you doing to grow? Um, Where are you at physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually? Then the other one is more internal, like, and it's how do you feel about yourself and what are you basing that off of? Like every narrative we have that was programmed from somewhere in our life. Someone told us something or something impacted us and that created a narrative for that's how we see things. 
right? Mm -hmm. In psychology, we call it like confirmation bias. We constantly see things that confirm what we already believe. Mm -hmm. And that's why we get uncomfortable when something kind of butts up against that. Anyways, all that to say is it's how to adapt to scenarios and really just my passion is people learning to love themselves mm -hmm. with a, a pure, unadulterated, unfiltered, like, you know what? I may have screwed up, but I'm working on it. I'm getting better. You know, having graced on themselves, you know, the Bible tells us, you know, love the love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm -hmm. Hence, you need to love yourself. Yeah. And the way you feel about yourself um, is ultimately it affects how you react to things. It affects how you do things. Mm -hmm. And so all that to say is those are my two main programs is trying to figure out do they need to work on goals or do they need to work on their self-esteem? And then we kind of go around that accordingly of, okay, this is the, this is the plan we can build. This is how we're going to do what we need to do. And it's pretty successful so far, I think. So <laughs> if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right, right. Don't fix it. If anything, you just elevate it <laughs> and let exactly. it evolve. Yeah. So that's wonderful. So let me take you back in time a little bit. What was your first stage that you actually spoke on? Oh, my goodness. Um, it's got to be church. Church, yeah. uh, I was trained under my pastor to to be a preacher because I wanted to preach. And I was like, this is this is what I got to do. I got to be a preacher. I got to be a preacher. And um, so he trained me and he said, I will never forget the day because it hurt me very hard. He was like, I think you're called to ministry, but I, I don't think it's on the pulpit. Mm. Wait, wait, what, what do you mean not on the pulpit? Like, you're supposed to, I'm supposed to be on the pulpit. I don't have anywhere else to go. And I, I internally, I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it really hurt. And I, because I, it was a hard pill to swallow. And it wasn't until like the past two or three, like like past two years, I'm like, maybe he was right. Mm. <laughs> Because I've been pushing for that, and it's just never happened. Yeah. But anyways, it was being trained to teach, and then adding emotion into it for preaching. And I'm apostolic. I'm Pentecostal. Like, woo, woo, woo. We get all excited, right? <laughs> like, we, we have church. We don't fall asleep. We, we church we, all night? <laughs> yeah, we have church. Anyways, that, that kind of what grasped me yeah. was... Um, is the whole like standing up and getting people excited about something yeah. that you are so passionate about. And so that was, I, I the best way I can say it, that was my first stage yeah. speaking, but I've done, I did probably 15, 20 years of theater. Okay. I've been doing, I did theater for a very long time since I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. So I, I really don't have a, like a solid, like first time I was on a stage. I've just, I've always been in front of people, and I, I don't like being in the middle of people. I like being in front of people. I like presenting and, mm -hmm. and giving out comedy or giving out inter information that helps. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Let me see. You got comments? This is a let me yeah. I'm, I'm reading that one right now. Yeah. So I've always say if you're not good at something, it's okay to be scared and okay to be bad at it. Yes. And, yeah. So. If you feel weird, define your. Oh, I like that. If you feel weird, define your weird. The exactly. figure out how 
you to make you weird. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times people would think that, you know, like they'll feel like, oh, I can't do this. You know, I'm awkward. I'm going to be awkward about it. Or, you know, what if somebody thinks that what I have is weird and not going to accept it, you know, yeah. or, you know, and anything like that. So have you ever come across people who maybe had that thought pattern? Yes. <laughs> like a whole lot. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, it's stigmas somehow drive us to make decisions, how we feel about ourselves and stigmas like, well, this is how I feel about it because it's how everybody else feels about it or I don't want to be the weird one, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, why? Why do you want to be like it? There's enough copycats. Mm -hmm. You know, Eric Thomas said it best. He's like, you will never be the best copycat. You be the best you. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but there's a movie out about Weirdo Yankovic. Okay. And from what I understand, it's a, it's a parody of biopics of like stars. Like they're making fun of all these like biopics of, of musician stars. Mm -hmm. Anyways, there's a part where um, uh, the parents are talking to little Weird Al and I said, why do you have to fit in so much? Why can't you just do your own thing. <laughs> like, and it's, you know, making fun of why do you got to do your own thing? Why can't you fit in? Uh, but like the way, best way to put it is the way Eric Thomas said it. Like you can be the best you. Yeah. Be who you are. Be who you were designed to be. Everyone's so scared of being unique. And I think it's because they're afraid they're going to be judged. Mm -mm. And the problem with that is everybody's doing that. Like ain't nobody worried about how everybody else is or too worried about what other people think about them. Yeah. That's true. So. That's so true. Yeah, I know, you know, like, I never would say I felt weird about things. But I always knew, like, being in younger, coming up in school, whatever, um, I never really fit in. I yeah. always felt like I didn't fit in. For some reason, I, I never had an issue, and I wasn't like the kid, you know, sitting at the table by themselves or anything. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, I always felt like I just stood out. And, yeah. and, and if it, you know, it's like, it was, I was kind of funny about it. You know, it's like, if you could feel when people weren't like genuine or, yeah. you know, and, and it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to be on this side of the world because I don't yeah. want to be on that side of the world. But I always did feel like that. I just never fit in. And, um, yeah. but not in a, you know, some people could feel that way and they actually, you know, that it paralyzes them, you know, to say that, okay, yeah, I'm just this weird person. All the defeating thoughts and everything just falls on that person when they feel like, yeah. well, I don't fit in. Nobody wants me. You know, there's a lot of times with kids and, you know, especially in school, that's why you have so many kids or, you know, commit suicide because people yeah. tease them or anything like that. And, um, you know, I never had that problem, but I just always had that feeling like, oh no, I'm just not, not part of the in crowd. But yeah. for some reason, I always end up being popular. Go figure, right? Yeah. And um, so I can really understand that, you know, even when we just saying, what, you know, how to figure out and define your weird. So it's like, yeah, I look at myself as I'm a one of a kind. I call myself a unicorn. I like to, you know. There you go. Yeah, unicorn. I'm unicorn status. And, um, you know, and I just say that because everybody else who are listening, you know, you can look at it that way, too. It's like everything is not going to be cookie cutter and cookie cutter doesn't work for anybody anyway. But when you come out and you operate as your real self and who you are and just focus on that, then you see, especially if you're in business, especially if you're creating or motivational speaking, you just be you. Yeah. And then 
all of that that's attached to you and it's already been laid out before you even born, you know, everything is there and it's going to work for it's good for your life, you know. And so, um, so I really do like that. I just had to, you know, interject that because a lot of people do feel that way. And and they just feel like it's not amounting up to anything in their lives. And we just want to encourage you since you're a motivational speaker tonight. So, absolutely, you know, we want to yeah. encourage you with this tonight. No, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, see. It's, it's boring to be like everybody else. Yeah. And unfortunately, when we're children, we want to fit in. We want to be liked. It's very innate trait mm-hmm. inside of us, especially in America. Like, we want to fit in. Yeah. And it's like something switches whenever you get older. You're like, uh-uh, I'm good. I'm, I'm over here. Right. No, you, you go do your own thing. No, I'm good. I'm, exactly. I'm fine right here. I want to be. I'm gonna do me. You do you. Yeah. So we have to come to that point of wisdom. Yeah. You hit that fine, the the perfect age of wisdom to be like, oh, yeah, I'm not even stressed about all that no more. Like, yeah. you wonder why were you even tripping in the first place? You know. Yeah. Let's see. We got some more comments. Let's see here. Right doesn't make it right, but remember, right is not always the perfect imperfection at times make you understand oh imperfection yeah. makes you understand you that's really powerful right there um Ari you talking some nuggets here I'm gonna have to get you on the yeah. show too <laughs> oh um should I answer <laughs> Did you, uh, that's a setup for myself right now <laughs> let me let me y'all did not see that question but anyway <laughs> the answer to the unicorn thing but yeah so this, Why, is, this phenomenal. is my son's like he's ugh. You said unicorn. My son has got these little uh, alphabet like things for his bathtub, uh-huh. and so he'll he'll lay them out in his bathtub and go, "Look, look Dad, it smells unicorn." <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> all twenty six letters spells unicorn. Not even in order. Aww. Yes, <laughs> but he's four. Like I'm yeah. not gonna crush his dream on that. But when you said that, that was my first thought was that's my son's favorite animal. Yeah, unicorn. Look, he spells unicorn. See, see, he's already acknowledging the specialness of his life right now. Yeah, he sees unicorn in those letters. <laughs> it is so, that's so all funny. That matters. He sees it. Yeah. So I used to draw a lot in when I was younger. Um, I think if it was something that I kept up with, I would have been really, really good. I still doodle. Not just doodle, I draw every now and then. But one of the first pictures, not first pictures, but one of the pictures I drew was a unicorn. And uh-huh. I had to have been in like maybe first grade, second grade, but I never knew it made it its way around the city. So, you know, with school, really? sometimes they would do like take the kids arts and they'll put them in like uh-huh. the city halls or the malls or anything like that. And all I know is I got it back and they said, oh, yeah, Sasha, you're you're. Your picture made it around the city, you know, and I ne- I forgot about that until we started talking about unicorns. So that was like, oh, me drawing my true unicorn status. Wow, that, <laughs> and it just went around the city, you, you know. When I was in like the first or second grade, you know, so that's cool. That's straight up that defines you, like right there. That's it, you, right there. You did what you did, and it made its way around, <laughs> and I mean, still going good. around that'll, to this day. <laughs> that'll preach real good, right there. Yeah, so you guys, this is exactly what, you know, what we experienced in Paris together. It's just like, everybody was so good. You know, the whole, every, all the speakers, everyone who attended and um, just seeing how everyone connected, you know, and that was like the best thing ever, you know, being able to connect with people from all over the world. And, um, and if any of y'all are watching, cause I did put it in the chat, like, Hey guys, thank you for watching. Um, 
But yeah, so I just really think, and then with you and your wife actually tag team, so that was phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, that was kind of a last minute change we did. Like I sent them my information, and I was like, "Why don't you join me? Yeah, like you need to go ahead and speak. Like I know you know how to do it. We we teach, uh, we teach, uh, what do we do? Oh yeah, we teach anger management and substance abuse class for our church, and we mm-hmm. teach Sunday school together. So why don't you just jump up there with me? And she's yeah. like, okay, cool. So I told them, they're like, yeah, you guys can have 30 minutes. I think we ended up going like, we went, um, how long did we go? I think 15 minutes. Was it just 15? Yeah. I mean, I was so captivated by everything because it was a really good message, you know. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. um, Dee Dee is like, Tristan, you should have kept going. You should have taken your time. Like, (laughs) look, everybody else was like going past their time. I wanted to just. Get in there, mm-hmm. get people excited, and and be done. Like yeah. and let people get. I didn't. I didn't want to drag it out. And so she's like, "You should have taken your time." Yes, ma'am, you're right. I should have taken my time. <laughs> but yeah, we were only, we only did 15 minutes, and I just felt like my wife would really uh, flourish, flourish, and thrive. And she did. Yeah. It was a little awkward because we'd never like. Some of that stuff was very impromptu. We had not prepared. Yeah. And we kind of like doing that. It's fun. Yeah. Challenging, but it's fun. But it was so organic because we didn't know. Because it was so, you know, effortless (laughs) on our, from our viewpoint, it was effortless, you know, and it was just really good. I I loved every bit of it. So it was wonderful. So what's next for Tristan? Oh, my goodness. Um, I actually, which I need to reach out to you about this later on, um, is I just got asked to help. Uh, produce on a TV show called uh, Speak Up on Amazon Prime. Um, and it, it's a little bit like TEDx. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's a show. It's there to motivate people and they bring speakers in. Um, and so I just got a call yesterday and they're like, hey, we would like speakers. We want your help producing. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. So I reached out today and we're setting that up. But yeah, I um, that is supposed to be a pretty big next step. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. And okay. as we were talking earlier, uh, I had been asked to help plan an event and the gentleman that had, uh, I was going to plan for, he stepped away from the company. So I was like, all right, every experience <laughs> is a good one. So I was like, this where my ridiculous optimism is like, this is going to turn around. I don't know how. It's gonna turn out. It's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what that. We'll see what happens. But right now, I'm just trying to to help as many people as I possibly can, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and is, help as many people as I possibly can. That's, that's my that's my life's purpose. That's awesome. That's wonderful. So Tristan, before we go, I know we talked about a lot, a lot of great stuff. I'm gonna put your information up here as well. Um, what would be something that you would, what nugget would you share to motivate people um, going into 2023? Mm. Your perspective is going to shape every decision you make. Mm. That's good. And I say that because it's one of those so simple, it's profound type of things. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, those types of things kind of like fly under the radar. Like, well, yeah, I already know my perspective. Like, no, what you got to understand is you have to take that perspective and be intentional with it. Mm. Most people react to situations. 
They wait for something to happen and then they respond. Mm -hmm. They don't prepare for what could happen. They don't know how to react. So they react according to what they've always been trained to do. So their mentality is going to always produce what it's always brought until you shift that to, I'm going to think differently about this. Maybe if I look at it in a different light, maybe if I step back before I respond with my emotion, I'll get a different result. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say like, if people can learn, and this is what I love doing, what I do is shaping that, that narrative Mm -hmm. is like, this is the way you see it. But there's a whole perspective right here that would get you a completely different advantage if you would just change it a little bit, yeah. which is why, you know, I believe the Lord called me to name my business Helm Mastery. Helm, that steering column of a ship. Okay. Anyways, perspective is everything, basically. <laughs> That's my words of wisdom. I just had to draw that out a little yes. bit to explain. Oh, and, and you threw in the helm because then when you do that, you can navigate. Yes. Yes, so you can navigate. So I thank you for that. I was just going to throw one more comment. Oh, awesome. Show. Oh, thank Good. you. Thank you so much. Yes, so everybody, make sure you go to his website. Um, Go up there, purchase the book after midnight. Thank you. Definitely do that. And, and, you know, it's written for women, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, men can take just as much from it, but it's it's written with the mentality of, like, women get beaten down about how they look all the time. Mm -hmm. And so it's that's that's the approach I take. But, I mean... It did me in. It, it made me do some internal work. Yes. So, All right. It, it's just as equally as effective if a man would be like, you know what? I am beautiful. Yeah. I mean, and that's one thing. You know, you're beautiful. And it doesn't, it's not always an outward thing. It's the beauty right. within yourself. And like you said, it deals exactly. with the inner beauty. So, man, you could be inner beautiful too. You know, it's all about cleaning all that up inside. Yeah. And um, and doing it. So definitely, you guys go ahead and get the book. Um, it's it's the holidays, so books do make wonderful gifts. Yep. So definitely, yes, they do. And this book is a great one. <laughs> that's right. You heard it from Tristan himself, you know. So go ahead and get yep. the book. And then, um, you know, keep up with what he's doing. Follow him. He's on social media. I know he's on LinkedIn. Um, you on Instagram as well? Yes. Actually, all my social. This is why I love about my web pages or my my website is it's got everything it's got my services it's got all my uh my social media Good. it's got how to get a hold of me it's got oh well, hey i want to see what this guy teaches before i just get into him mm-hmm. like it has videos and clips of me it's got testimonies it's like the go-to uh smorgasbords of tristan helm <laughs> <laughs> awesome so you guys go to the smorgasbord and find out all about tristan <laughs> I never thought of that until now. I just made that up. There you go. Make sure you hold on to that now. <laughs> you can use I definitely it. will. That's, that's going to be my anthem next year. Get the smorgasbord of hell. <laughs> that's it. That's it. So, Tristan, thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure. And I know we'll stay connected. And um, definitely, you guys, go follow him. Keep up with him because I feel like 2023, he's going to be in a whole nother level. And oh, y'all Jesus want to. Name. Yeah, yeah, I want to make sure you keep up with them. So thank you, thank you so much. This, I really do. You're welcome. Everybody, make sure you go and follow the show. Like, follow, and share on all of our platforms. And just remember that everything you do, be great and command your day. Mm. That's it, you That's guys. That's good. I like that. I'm taking that. <laughs> <Go> <laughs> Have ahead. a good night. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye.